She must have had a premonition of the tragedy, for when the boy brought the telegram, he found the house boarded up and Fernanda Ponderosa already gone. Raffaella di Porzio could tell from the feel of the wire that it contained bad news. As he stood on the deserted porch, holding it in his palm, the burden of the misery it contained descended upon him, and he could scarcely stagger down the steps under the weight of it. Already the Paradise Garden, which was famous throughout the island, had assumed a mantle of abandoned beauty. In the two hours since her departure, every one of the three hundred varieties of orchids had wilted. The cascades of velvet roses had withered, as had the sweet peas, the gardenias, and the tender freesias. The baby peaches had shriveled, and the lawns, once green and lush and perfect as a maharaja's carpet, had become parched. No longer did the scents of orange blossom and lavender and honeysuckle pervade the air. Now there was the stench of rotting and decay. The butterflies, once so plentiful, had vanished along with the bees that used to suckle so happily at the blooms. The statue of the goddess Aphrodite had also disappeared, leaving a bare patch of earth that wriggled with wood lice and worms, and the tinkling fountain now played the sound of weeping, not laughter. Raffaella di Porzio shivered. The air of gloom cast a cold shadow over the gardens, even though the sun was at its highest. Nevertheless, gathering his strength, he set off in pursuit of her. Careering through the steep cobbled streets on his bicycle, seized by a feeling of panic and by the need to do his duty. Although Raffaello de Porzio never found her, Fernanda Ponderosa was eventually traced to the offices of the Grandi Tragetti, where she sat like a queen on the dock surrounded by more of her possessions than was prudent. A cast iron bathtub that had been in her family for nine generations sat there wearing the same tight expression as Fernanda Ponderosa herself, of dread and determination.